Oh, bitchin' brew podcast! Don't you dare be sour! Clap your hands for your world-famous podcast host and feel the power of of me, Danny Brandon. Hi, hi, how you going? I, I can't keep up the Big E, terrible Big E impersonation forever, uh, but this is the Bitch and Brew podcast, episode number 16, we're coming to you as ever on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud and Acast, if you're a first time listener, then thanks for tuning in, if you're a returning listener, then thanks all the same, uh, especially after the last episode uh, with Mark Holly from Black Foxes, uh, the most listened to episode of Bitch and Brew ever, so what a way to start 2018, so if you did indeed listen to that, then thank you very much. If you haven't listened to it yet, then there's still plenty of time and there's loads of other episodes we've done as well, uh, going back nearly two years now. I can't believe the second anniversary of Bitch and Brew is, is looming. We've still got a couple of months to go and we've still got so much in the pipeline. But first, let's talk about... Wrestling, as you can uh, as you can tell from the title, this is not your average episode of Bitch and Brew. I usually now I don't I don't like to set an agenda or like adhere strictly to a theme because that was really the point of Bitch and Brew. It's a conversational podcast, and I but. For the last few months, I've become an obsessive fan. I mean a really obsessive fan of WWE. And some of you may laugh at that. um, But I think there's a real correlation, like a long-standing relationship between alternative music and wrestling. I feel like they've always walked hand in hand. And a lot of the time when I'm hanging out at gigs... Um, the topic often turns to pro wrestling and WWE, so I figured I would team up with someone from the punk scene who knows his shit about wrestling and do a podcast with the premise of it being someone who's been a fan for a long time, chatting with someone, that someone being me, who's only been a fan for a few months. And so my guest for this special, the man who knows his shit, is Callum Millward. Now, you may know Callum as the guitarist of Weather State. Um, but Callan also gives his opinions on pay-per-views for a great podcast called Just an Insight. Uh, so some of the topics we covered include our favourite wrestlers, uh, trying to understand some of the terminology, especially if you're new to wrestling like me, our respective entrances as wrestling fans to the world of wrestling. Uh, we talk a lot about this weekend's Royal Rumble, especially the first ever women's Royal Rumble match. And there's a little bit of chat too about the recent 25th anniversary episode of Monday Night Raw. So, there's your spoiler alert, Claxon. Um, before we get into this podcast, I want to play a track from Callan's band Weather State because they are one of my favourite British bands around right now. And this track, it came out last year and it's just a bit of a banger. So, the WWE special of Bitch and Brew is coming up after Weather State with Sympathy.
So, the following podcast is scheduled for a one-fall. Introducing first from Weymouth, Dorset, weighing in at... I mean, I feel a bit rude to ask, but how much do you weigh? Oh, mate, I don't even... I haven't weighed myself in a while. It's probably about 11 stone, whatever that is in, whatever that is in pounds I, these days. I, I reckon you, you'd, you'd qualify for cruiserweight, like you'd be on 205 yeah. Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. Yeah. I got yeah. no, mu- I got no muscle mass, so probably, uh, yeah. Well, you'd be like, you'd be like the gentleman Jack Gallagher, then, basically. Yeah, 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 completely. <laughs> yeah. My cardio's, um, my cardio's awful though, as well. So, so from Weymouth, Dorset, weighing in at probably under two hundred and five pounds, Callan <laughs> Millward. W- would you have, would you have a pseudonym? Uh, uh, I probably should. I um. <laughs> I, I don't know though, not off the top of my head. No, no my name's no. my name's quite awkward to pronounce. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tried I tried for so long thinking, but I I couldn't think of anything that just didn't sound corny as fuck. <laughs> so <laughs> No, and, no, it's not even worth bothering to be honest, no. And his co host from Horsham, West Sussex, weighing in at <laughs> Oh my god, I I weigh two hundred and eighty pounds. I weigh the same Dude. as Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Really? And yet I'm maybe like two inches shorter than him. Usually I put it down to, oh, it's just because I'm tall. But I am pretty much the same height and weight as The Rock. And Mental. Let me tell you, when I when I take my shirt off, I look nothing like The Rock. I think you have the same... I was going to say, you have the same physique, surely. <laughs> oh, mate, yeah. one can only dream. <laughs> one great South run is not going to fix that. Mm. <laughs> um, oh, mate. So, so, uh, if you if you could pick a superstar's entrance music, you know an existing superstar's entrance music or one from the past, uh, whose whose song would you steal? Oh man, um, I'm really into. Uh, I don't know if you've heard it, but it's it's the um, uh, Mike and Maria Canellis uh, entrance, which like I, I don't think I have. Yeah, so they, they kind of popped up last year. Um, yeah, like came back to wrestling last year. Um, and they haven't really done anything with them. I think it's because Mike's injured and Maria's having a baby now. But they yeah. they gave them the most amazing, like cheesy eighties power ballad rock entrance. Oh, is that the one that Maria came out to on Raw twenty five when they yeah. did the like the rollout of the greatest <coughs> yeah, yeah. female superstars? Right. Yep, yeah, I know yeah. the one. But yeah. if you listen to that song in full, it's so cheese but amazing at the same time. It's just yeah. Uh, they had a. I, I don't know if they'll do more with them because they kind of Mike can kind of came in and became like a bit of a jobber like squat and just did nothing really but right his entrance music got him over immediately like I remember when it, they debuted they were like what is this music it's amazing it's like it's almost like the Bobby Roode thing like when um oh, that Bobby came Roode's about music yeah he, like because I was going to talk about our our respective entrances to WWE in a bit <laughs> but uh my my the first time I saw some WWE sort of uh, in real life was a download festival when Bobby Roode went up against Cassius Ono nice. when he was uh, when Bobby Roode was w, uh, was NXT champion. Mm. So when I heard that music for the first time, it was just it was gl- it was pretty glorious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I must admit, like I went through a phase where I would literally just walk around for ages listening to uh, Shane O'Max theme like oh, yeah. on my headphones on repeat. Uh- Amazing. And it would give me a certain swagger, like to my walk. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I I could try and do like the the sort of quick back step that he does, but I think I'd probably just stack it. Um, oh, mate. <laughs> uh, but yeah. um, I, I I'm also an absolute sucker. Like there's there's some great 
entrance themes around at the moment and like I really like Baron Corbin's old theme song and uh, I think Seamus's theme is pretty awesome but I I don't think it gets much better than um, Dolph Ziggler's theme tune oh mate yeah it's a shame because like uh, I used to love that song but um, maybe the years of production haven't been so kind on it but no um, no the you drums just play- sound like shit yeah the, like it's just it sounds a bit dated now already it but does. I, it's like production wise the song's banging though i fucking yeah. love it yeah it's, do we it's know what's there. happening do we know what's happening with dolph and wwe now cuz he relinquished united states championship so is I, he is he gone ha- now is that it i don't know i peop- there's the rumor mills going like oh he's probably just he could be leaving but um uh I I'm not convinced yet. I don't know. If no. it, I I don't. I think they might be writing in something, but um, uh, it'll be a bit weird for him to go out holding the title almost, yeah. and, then just, and then just vacating it. I don't know. Uh, well, it seemed like he was trying to prove a point, wasn't he? After all this time, you know, him moaning a lot about not being used enough by SmackDown, and once he gets the championship, immediately immediately relinquishing it. He's probably just proving a point. Yeah, I, I I don't know if that's just like written in. Like, yeah. um, I I I don't know if this was their long term plan the whole time, but um, it's who, it's an, it's odd. It's odd. They must be doing something because it's just strange, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? He could turn up at the Rumble. Well, who? Kn- yeah, who knows? <laughs> uh, that that and much more about the Rumble is is to be discussed, I I suppose. Because the reason the reason that we did this podcast because we originally planned to record this in November. Um, mm. But unfortunately, we just couldn't get the plans together. And at that point, um, I was I was very very new to WWE. Obviously, going to see NXT at Download Festival last year, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like I watch WWE in a in a sort of in a very modern way. I almost think of it. I, I watch it in kind of like a match of the day style, <laughs> where you know I don't watch a lot of full matches. I've mm. I've never watched like uh, sat down and watched a full pay per view and stayed up late for it. And I've learned a lot about what I know about WWE through the top 10 videos that they have on their YouTube page. Um, they've just started uploading like old Royal Rumble matches in its entirety. Um, and obviously they do little highlights packages on uh, on TV from time to time. Yeah. But so, so you're exposed to like the cut down product essentially. Yeah, just, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, instead of watching the full twenty-minute matches, I'm seeing the three and a half-minute best bits. Yeah, yeah. Well, in in a way, it's kind of more digestible watching it like that. Like, yeah. um it's in the kind of era we're living in. Wrestling's kind of evolved to be something that's very like spot-heavy rather than telling a whole, huge story over like a twenty-minute right. match. So, in some respects, that it's easier to watch like that. Um, it's, a lot of people argue about that is like is that the respective way to be watching wrestling now when people are putting together these matches but um mm. uh for, you know it's it's very div- um divisive kind of opinions on that kind of digestion yeah. of wrestling anyway how how do you watch it these days what 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 do you do you mostly just watch the pay-per-views and try and catch up on the raw and smackdown before the pay-per-view i mean how how do you watch it so it's only kind of recently um, I've kind of um, watched less wrestling, which is quite surprising. Um, <laughs> so all my mates would kind of make fun of me, like, how do you put up watching three hours of Raw and SmackDown in a week? And I was, yeah. to be honest, up until about October. Uh, I got really busy towards last the end of last year, so I just didn't have the time to watch it all. 
Um, and I, I think subconsciously for me, the product towards the end of the year was getting a bit dull. Um, right. Okay. So I was finding it really hard to pay attention to a three-hour raw. And if I did watch raw, sometimes I would only watch the first hour, and then you know I got something else to do or just get bored of it. Um, so yeah, it, but usually I try my best to watch Raw and SmackDown. Um, uh, but yeah, like for the past few months, I've just kind of been again just kind of seeing stuff online and watching like the first hour of Raw and yeah. stuff. And it's only the past couple of weeks now I've kind of had a bit more free time. I've started watching the full shows again. So mm. um, it, it's just a, honestly, it kind of depends how I feel and like what's on and how busy. It's like a, it's an amalgamation of all those things, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, obviously this week uh, we're going to be talking about the Royal Rumble because the road mm-hmm. to WrestleMania officially starts this weekend. Um, but, you know, we we held this recording back from doing it in person on Saturday so we could talk about the 25th anniversary of Raw because we're recording this uh, the Wednesday after the uh, Raw 25 went out on the Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, what, 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 did you, what did you in general think of Raw 25? Um, I thought it was all right. Um, okay, I've, there was obviously some nostalgia um, involved in the whole show, and I I did get very like pop, popping hard just for like the old stuff. Yeah. But um, as a, sh- a show as a whole, it, I don't think it was that great. Um, okay. It was it was okay. Um, I think I think maybe there's such high expectations when you see um, like that card, like and all the super, the kind of Hall of Fame is booked yeah. and, and what they did with them on the night I don't think the execution was quite there maybe my standards were too high but um, right. uh, yeah I thought it was, it was it was good it wasn't like bad bad it was just um, I think they could have probably done stuff better like yeah. I don't know I, it was just it just I, dragged a bit I think I think they I think they did a right thing with taking it back to the Manhattan Centre and doing mm. the the like the simulcast <laughs> between Barclay Centre and Manhattan Centre I like that little touch and <laughs> Getting uh, you know uh, King and Jr. back together to commentate. Um, I mean, do you think uh, my, my thoughts were just from you know watching the highlights packages that there wasn't enough integration of the old and the new? That's what I was expecting a little bit more, I suppose. Um, obviously, you, you're not going to have like you know really old guys fighting really young guys, <laughs> but I was expecting when I saw like DX and Balor Club together. I wanted a little bit more of that sort of thing. I yeah, think. see, I, I was well into that. Um, I, I was well into the simulcast thing. Um, I think where the complaints were was um, people who were there in person. So mm. people who spent like hundreds or thousands of dollars on these limited seats at the Manhattan Centre to only get like two matches, apparently. Or yeah, like yeah, exactly. Well, they had they had <coughs> Woken Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. There, yeah, which is possibly like. In, certainly in my time since, you know, getting into <laughs> WWE is possibly my favourite storyline. Oh, uh, it's funny because you, I guess, I assume you only got into wrestling like last year properly then. Like, yeah, um, yeah, like properly last year. Because like, um, yeah, like this time last year when Matt Hardy was doing essentially this gimmick in TNA, it was just fucking right, bomb. Okay. It was so balmy. <laughs> Everyone loved it. It was, it was like watching Sharknado, like, it was just like trash TV, but so obscene and creatively right. mental. It was great, if that makes sense. When you first watch, yeah. you're like, what the fuck is this? This is awful. And then you love it. It's like you just 
love it so much and I think they're doing a pretty good job with it so far in WWE their take on it but um well that's something I wanted to talk about because it seems obviously you know we're, we're both obviously from a community where it is very sociable and you can communicate for the most part on social media with uh, lots of other people and everyone can kind of get along they may have different points of view but people are all generally on the same page and and can respect one another's views when you go on to the WWE social media and you see some of the people commenting on there you know I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit you know I know a lot of them are keyboard warriors but I feel very sort of, it feels like a very hostile environment and so when I saw the start of the Woken Matt Hardy storyline I thought mm. wow this is really cool and then I log on look online and see how other people are thinking about it and immediately they're just like damn they better not screw up this storyline and I'm like I, I, I don't know whether I think of these storylines as cynically as other people do. Maybe I'm just not at that point yet. No. Well, um, it's yeah, there's a lot of jaded wrestling fans on the internet. And um, <laughs> I, I'll probably have to add you into this uh, Facebook group I'm involved with. And it's right. basically everyone in, within our punk scene in the UK talks about wrestling so you'll probably be fit right in if you're not I in am, there really. I am well into that yeah <laughs> yeah, no. I, 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 yeah you've got to add me to that um, for anyone else who's interested it's called wrestling uh, wrestling yeah uh, and it's just a it's like a it's basically everyone in punk bands or involved in that scene is basically just discussing wrestling so you yeah any, anyone's free free to join you just don't be a dick essentially but um <laughs> yeah um i know what you mean though like i think the expectations were really high with the matt hardy thing in particular because um of how well it was executed outside of wwe and i think the concern there was in tna it seemed like matt hardy had pretty much cr- full-on creative control of this idea like he had his own production companies filming skits outside of um uh, outside of TNA etc so wow. for, for them to bring that to WWE uh, the reason why it succeeded was because he had such creative control over it and then now they brought it to WWE the concern was oh they're gonna, it's going to be like a, like a dulled down version of it via right. events but to this point so far it seems like Matt's kind of had the green light with all his ideas so like mm. with the he's got new entrance music he's got in you know, it sounds like soon we might even see see some of the accomplices with the TNA storyline turn up on WWE. Like, right? The but I don't know how much you've watched of it. No, no, but, um, I, I must admit this is you know, yeah. Like, like when it comes to other promotions, I'm not mm. as as clued up. Yeah. Um, so you might have to fill me in a little bit on that. Well, <laughs> okay, this might sound weird for a first person ever hearing this, but so like. Um, there was like a drone that was his like um is is again i would i don't know it's it's a drone called vanguard one and it would like essentially be a spy robot and it would fly to jeff hardy's compound and just to cause shit stir shit up within this (laughs) storyline in tna at the time he also has his groundskeeper called senor benjamin who's like a mexican grounds worker not to be um, confused with shelton benjamin no senor benjamin um, and also his son, who he referred to as King Maxwell or Maxwell, I can't remember his name. Um, and he was like, "That was just it was just fucking." So if you if you ever want to see this stuff, if you just search the final deletion on um, 
YouTube, you can watch this whole thing in its entirety, pretty much. And <laughs> it, I didn't, I didn't know. It actually, went back to his days on TNA. I thought this was just yeah. like a completely new thing for him. So no, that's, no. I think that the reason why it didn't pop on on WWE immediately was either. Well, I think it's something to do with a lawsuit of the rights on the the whole gimmick or something between TNA right. and WWE, but. They're just running with it now in WWE. So um, yeah, it's, it stems from like this balmy thing in TNA. I don't watch TNA. I hate TNA usually, but um, right, just okay. for a period of time last year, it's just like amazing. It's like Jesus Christ! Like what they're doing. Matt Hardy was like the only thing people went to watch on TNA because it was just fucking chaos. Right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I hope they go down that rabbit hole a bit more. Anyway. Well, I was going to ask. Um, you know, we we're obviously talking about my entrance to WWE properly I think when I was when when I was when I was younger like when I was a kid mm. um you remember when you would go to like a shop like Choices or like Game Station or Blockbuster and you can like rent video games yeah yeah my I had a friend who had a PS2 I only had a PS1 and he um he rented um I think it was Smackdown Just Bring It Mate, that's that's like one of my favourite ones as well. That really, one. yeah. See, I, I don't play the video. I, I'm not a gamer now, so I don't play the video games now. But I do definitely remember like playing a little bit of like Just Bring It round his house and remembering some of the you know more familiar superstars at the time, like Edge and Undertaker, and and The Rock was obviously on the cover. So I think I definitely took some of that knowledge away with me mm. and sort of preserved that over time. But going to see NXT at Download, I mean, you you were at the download last year as well right yeah I, I was I managed to catch a little bit of it um, right who, who yeah. did you see I saw from the outside I saw like little bits of matches I think I saw like Oscar versus um, oh shit Ruby Riot or something right. like that I'm and so gutted I didn't see that match now, yeah, they're, but now I, they're both I, main roster but I saw that just in passing, and then I saw um, I did sit down to watch a match, and I think it was No Way Jose versus uh, Adronde uh, CNL Mass, and right, okay, um, everyone was chanting "Top Not Wanker" at CNL Mass, <laughs> um, uh, which was great. And then William yeah. Regal popped his head out before the main event on the last night. I saw him there; he did a little talk, and then That's I awesome. left. I left in the final match because I wanted to go catch Ginger Escape Plan's last show. Well, yeah, I mean, we've so, spoken about that that specific show yes. on the podcast already. So oh, really? I tell you, yeah, so the the main event on Saturday night, I was, uh, you know, we, we sat down and saw a bit of Bobby Roode versus Cassius Ono. Mm. I think I also saw a little bit of Pete Dunne versus, um, oh, what's the name of that bloke who's in, who's in the band that played Download <coughs> as well? Mark, Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews, right, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I saw a tiny bit of that from the outside, but I actually sat down for some of uh, Rude and Ono, and yeah. um, and I had to leave after about fifteen minutes because I had to go and review Simple Plan set Boo. next door. Oh Boo. man, it broke it, it broke my heart enough having to go and review Simple Plan. Mm. But by the time I got <laughs> into the stage and they started playing and they were terrible, I was so upset. Oh man, heartbreaking. <laughs> it's funny because I I spoke I bumped into um. I, I know Mark from because um, he his band Junior had supported my band in Wrexham at one point. Oh wow! And I, I remember speaking to him at the time. Um, he was like, because he, he was commenting on uh, one of our long sleeve designs we had, and it was like a it's an old long sleeve we had, which had like Weezer. It's like a, it's like a bedroom kind of style long yeah. sleeve, and it had like Hulk Hogan poster on the wall, or something in the background. 
and he goes oh cool and i was like he's like i was like <laughs> i was like i'm not beating around the bush i know who you are you know and at mm. this point he was a, he was just in tna at that point um since wow. then since then he's gone on to um it's a sign with WWE in that UK division. Right. But, um, so he was wrestling with NXT that weekend as well as doing the junior stuff. And I had a chat with him and he, and he was like, this is possibly the best weekend of my life. It's like, not only do my band get to play download, um, I'm wrestling with NXT and they did that angle. I don't know if you saw the, um, the videos online. Um, of what, him. at the end of junior set? Yeah. And they get yeah, set, yeah, they set, set up and promote the, uh, the main event that night. Which that was, was awesome. Which was uh, Mark Andrews, Pete Dunne, and with the somersault off the stage at the end of the set. So he told me about that, and I was like, "He goes, oh, Pete Dunne just jumped me." Um, uh, and I thought it was something to do with the wrestling, and then I went online, and then I saw it was actually during their set, and I was like, "Jesus!" <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it no, was he, it was pretty awesome. I didn't see it in the flesh. I didn't yeah. actually go over to the fourth stage that whole weekend, but mm. I saw the video, and it was it was pretty rad. Yeah. So. No, it, what what was your what was your um, entrance to WWE? I mean, how far back does it date? <laughs> um, what did I? Uh, um, what well, I, I started watching wrestling. Um, oh yeah, like wrestling in general. Was WWE the, your entrance point to wrestling, or was it something what? else first? It was WCW in like um, the late nineties. Right, yeah, okay. So I was I had a friend who used to live up the street from me who had WrestleMania 2000 on N64, I think. Okay. No, 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 it wasn't WrestleMania 2000, it was WCW. It, was, it must have been Nitro or something, like one of those games. Um, mm-hmm. And I kind of learnt wrestling from that and he showed me a bit of it. But then I went to school and coincidentally my best friends were getting into wrestling but it was from WWE and I didn't watch WWE so I didn't know who they were talking about. And right. they, so they were talking like about guys like Steve Austin, The Rock, Triple H... And I just didn't know who that was. And I just butt in every now and going, oh, WCW got Goldberg and or whatever. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> Buff Bagwell. And, and they'll be like, all right, okay, yeah, cool. And But, like, so I guess I started when I was, like, eight or nine. It must have been, like, late 90s at this point. So Monday Night right. Wars were in full effect, like, so... But shortly after that, I just got really into WWF and just carried on watching there. I mm. kind of fell out of love with the product in, like, 2001 or two. I uh, just stopped watching. I think maybe it's because I just got a bit older and um, I was a teenager at that point and just didn't watch it. Mm. And it was only it really I kind of got reintroduced into it in like 2011, living in Bristol with my 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 well my bandmate Harry. Um, he s- stuck with wrestling since he was a kid, pretty much. But in 2011, right, okay. this just got really really good again. Um, and I think that's you know down to the fact that CM Punk was around at that time. Yeah, yeah. And he was what, easily like the most interesting figure on TV at that point, I think. But Were you were you hoping to see him at Raw 25 cuz from what I saw he didn't turn up in the end. He he <laughs> he would never probably turn up in WWE again. Like he's so bitter about wrestling in general, right. I think at this point. Cuz he's with um, UFC now, right? Sorry? He's with UFC now. Well, he, so he did a he did a fight last last year. Um, or was it the right. year now? I can't remember. But so he um, he had his debut UFC fight last year. Um, I f- I think it was a one fight deal. But there's I I think it's literally this week that Dana White had said, um, oh I'll be interested. He he could deserve a second chance in the octagon or something. But um, yeah, it was just like a one fight big money deal. Um, and I think if he won that fight, he would have been involve UFC more but it's the fact his, his his age is a big problem and the fact he 
has very he literally has no fighting experience minus like jujitsu or something like that. Yeah. So um, um, it's 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 more of a money gimmick fight when he's there, which he isn't. Mm. He's only had one fight, so I don't know if he's like properly signed there. But yeah, it's he's he when he the way he left wrestling, it, he despises it. I think I don't think we'll see him ever in WWE again. Okay, fair enough. Well, yeah. who who was your first? Going back to those days of watching WCW, who was your well, first favourite superstar? Was it Goldberg? I I don't can't remember to be honest. I don't think there was anyone who stuck out for me at that point. I think it was Goldberg and I know Sting. I think was the big one for me. Oh, Sting, yeah. Like, and this was like um, Sting with the red face paint and all that stuff back then. Right. Um, and he had the, he did the whole crow gimmick where he had like the baseball bat and came down from the ceiling, and I thought that was fucking awesome. How um, did you react when he turned up at like was it 2014 Survivor Series? Oh mate, I lost my shit at the time. Uh, that, <laughs> I think it's because I was so into that match as well. The match was fucking great, and then Sting turns up at the end. I was like, oh my god! And then yeah, I that Survivor Series was great. I I like Sting. I wouldn't, you know, I don't know. I think he was he's one of the early ones for me getting into wrestling. He was there, so yeah. Did did you because? One thing I was going to ask about, when I first got into wrestling, mm. I, you know, I heard terms like face and heel, and it took me a while to sort of like look them up online, because I don't think it's you know, so obvious to someone who's getting into wrestling, it doesn't become obvious straight away. And what I was led to believe is the, the heels are obviously the villainous characters, and the faces are sort of the more protagonist characters, and I thought you were sort of led to really despise the heel characters but as I've learned over the last few months some people really just like heel characters because they're evil mm. or because they have a villainous persona and that you know characters can turn from being faces to heels I think there was a hint at Oscar turning heel at Raw 25 um, after after the match then um, but w- was there anyone you sort of did did you tend to side with more the face wrestlers or the heel wrestlers? Um, when I got back into it in like twenty eleven, I was I think I was somewhat being worked still. So I was like, if there was a heel, I would hate them. But then mm. I think it was around the time. So like for example, like I when I got back into wrestling, Daniel Bryan had just won the world heavyweight title. Um, from Mark Henry and this was when he was still a little like guy and he wasn't that over at all really and I fucking hated him so much and then um, I think it was after Mania when he lost the title in like 18 seconds to Sheamus or something Um, Mm. the next night I was like oh fuck I I, I was like I missed him having that title almost and then I started loving him I just fucking fell in love with him and, and I loved his heel work around that time it was just amazing and I think the same followed suit when CM Punk turns heel that summer as well uh, I, th- I thought he was the fucking coolest heel in the world I just loved it like yeah no I think I think I'm more drawn to heel wrestlers naturally um, it, it, it depends though I love face wrestlers but only if it feels organic I guess yeah so like you could see someone like Jason Jordan who now who they obviously had tried to portray as like a baby face when he turned up um, and now they, I guess they're deliberately push, pushing him as like an annoying heel now, but um, yeah, um, it's it's the Roman Reigns syndrome, you know, like when they try and force a good guy to you, you just repel it, I guess. Right. Um, okay. But if you um, if there's like organic faces like Daniel Bryan now, 
you know what I mean? Like he's so over and everyone loves. He's or just, like Bailey. Yeah, Bailey. Like, but uh, yeah, Bailey's a great example. It's just she's just naturally beloved. You know what I mean? It just it feels yeah. right rather than like I wouldn't say. You know, I wouldn't deliberately hate on a face um, just because they're not Hill or whatever. You know, it's yeah, just, yeah. it makes whatever makes sense. I guess whatever feels right. It, it kind of feels like it kind of plays back to that thing. I've always believed, like you know, I'm a big fan of movies, and I've always believed that you know the the, the truly great actors are the ones who play villains and really make you despise them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So it, the same can be applied to wrestling. You know, when I think of films and I think of like. Uh, it's going to seem like a really weird example but like Umbridge in the Harry Potter movies <laughs> yeah. you know you may hate her but it's just testament to how great an actress Imelda Staunton is yeah yeah, um, yeah. or you know I, I recently went to see that film All the Money in the World where Christopher Plummer is just the most self-obsessed spiteful man and yet he does it so well and yeah. so it just sticks with me and I think the same can be applied to you know heel wrestlers I suppose yeah, I mean, but there's also these blurred lines where um, uh, wrestler will be the most heel guy ever, but be over as fuck at the same time. He's not like hated; he's loved, even though he's mm. a heel. Someone so, like, like Braun, someone like Braun Strowman. Yeah, so I guess Braun's technically a heel, but he's over as fuck at the moment. And like, mm. um, same for Seth Rollins. Like three, four years ago, he was like a heel in like his 2014 championship run but everyone just fucking loved him like every time yeah. he come out people just pop like crazy uh, same with AJ Styles when he was heel when he turned up um, well shortly after he turned up he was heel and people loved right. him still and it, it's because it's essentially it's this, their wrestling that gets them over the most you know mm. um, so yeah it's it's weird it's just, <laughs> there's no right or wrong answer it's just like <laughs> it's. I think it's the stay and age of wrestling it's just so many blurred lines you know well, uh, you know, obviously when you when you were growing up, you were saying your favourite wrestler was Sting. Do you have mm. any favourite superstars now? Like if you could pick one that you just pop um, for any time they come out? Uh, Braun Strowman's, I think, is one of the only guys keeping me watching Raw at the moment. Um, yeah. I fucking love I, I agree, what doing. yeah. Um, big fan of AJ Styles on SmackDown. He's great. Um, in NXT, I love what they're doing with Aleister Black. Um fucking love that guy Adam Cole's great um, yeah just name a few they're like my my faves at the moment are there um, any you think are, are overrated or that you just straight up don't like um, yeah probably is like there's some <laughs> uh, who's overrated as fuck at the moment um, I don't know mate I've not off the top of my head but there is definitely some there um, I don't know some people really click with some people and then like others like just, just don't get on with them. I think maybe um, uh, who's that guy on, that, on SmackDown? Ah, uh, fuck! Oh, forget it, mate. <laughs> it will come to me at some point. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I used to, I used to like when I was getting into WWE and I was seeing the the superstars that people were going sort of nuts for, and mm. I wasn't really seeing much. Maybe a few months ago, I would have said that. I, as crazy as it seems now I would have said that someone like Dean Ambrose was overrated do you know what I, I would agree with that now um, he's, he, I think the past couple of years he's really um, become complacent right. uh, on the roster so that means he's just kind of there doing may, it may, you know. may, maybe it was me going back and watching videos of like him and the old Rumble matches at the time at the, you know, the first era of The Shield mm. and seeing quite how because I, when I first saw him coming out in the you know the black vest and the blue jeans and he's not exactly 
like jacked he's mm. and I know that's not the be all and end all of being like a good wrestler yeah but um, you know seeing him and he, he I, I just looked at him and went oh you're just a bit you're just a bit weedy mate and <laughs> <laughs> I mean I wouldn't say it to his face obviously but then I started to you know look back through older videos and, and mm. I think that's how I began to appreciate him a little well, bit more this is it I think when he debuted with the shield originally it was so fucking cool like that mm. that whole angle was, at the time when I was watching wrestling it was awesome and um, uh, I think yeah like if you look at where the Shield are now with who's in it obviously Roman Seth and Dean like them two have just like they feel like they're more hungry it, you know to be great I guess but mm. then Dean's just there and does his thing and I think yeah. I don't know what, why he's not on TV at the moment because I, I, I guess I didn't I watch think, much I think he, he's he's out with a shoulder injury I think oh okay that makes yeah. sense I hope yeah. when he hope I hope when he comes back then that he just gets the um, he's, he's a bit more enthusiastic I guess it, yeah. I think the reason why he drops off is as soon as he wins the title he becomes complacent and just like right. it's just boring to watch and whatever he does is a bit boring Right, okay. Um, so, like, when he, was the last time he had? Well, I guess he was Raw Tag Team Title a few months ago. Yeah, that, before that, that was obviously cool. he was SmackDown. But um, yeah, I, I'd imagine that he'll be coming back soon, and I'd like to think they they push him a little bit more to be more like the Lunatic Fringe. I I liked it when he was doing his heel stuff, like the Lunatic Fringe. The thing is, he's a, he's a babyface now, and he's like. Um, mm. He's just as wacky stuff now, rather than like um, proper. His heel works his best, I think. But like yeah. his face, he just does like loony, ha ha, tries to be funny stuff, which I think he can do as a heel. But like, yeah, he's a bit boring these yeah. days. I think he's not. He's not up there for me. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about the Royal Rumble because that mm-hmm. is this Sunday. Um, so I suppose we're going to be putting this out pretty close to before the Royal Rumble. So I mean, have you have you had a look at the the card and uh, seen what matches are up? Obviously, there's the two, uh, you know, battle royals. But um, uh, what what do you think of the card in general? It's a bit of a weird one. So like, it's uh, obviously you got the two Rumbles this year, which is the yeah. first first time they're doing that. Um, and you know um, what's nice about that? It doesn't feel like a novelty. It's just no. the right time for it. And, I, you know, yeah. I'm more excited for the Women's Rumble than I am the Men's Rumble, personally. I, I'm, I'm very excited for the Women's one just because of... Um, it's, so they're doing the full 30 for the Women's Rumble as well. And, yeah, um, and the same f- rules as well. Yeah, but with the, um, with the Women's Rumble, um, I, I don't think the Women's roster is... 30 people at the moment so mm. you might well on the main roster anyway so you might see a couple of NXT surprises as well as like legends turning up so absolutely I'd I love think, to I think that's that's going to be quite fun to watch because mm. it's truly you don't know what's going to what's going to happen right? so I'm quite <laughs> well, excited for we, that which one should we talk about first should we talk about the men's rumble or women's rumble uh, let's, let's start with the women's if you want Yeah. let's start with the women's alright yeah because yeah, I've written down the names who have confirmed so far so we'll go through them and mm. then we'll try and figure out some of our predictions because the trouble is, when I was figuring this out, there's so many strong personalities within the Women's Rumble this year, certainly within mm. the ones that have been confirmed. And, you know, you always get, with the Royal Rumble, because they've started uploading full matches, so I've just been obsessively watching old Rumble matches. Mm. It's probably my favourite, you know, form of WWE um, wrestling in general, actually. Yeah. And... Um, I feel like the women's division is at a point, yeah, it's, it's, lower, it's lower in quantity... I think it's possibly 
I prefer the women's division over the men's division at the mm-hmm. moment. Um, so the the list of names that are confirmed so far, let's start with Oscar. What do you think of Oscar? Um, I think she's probably, at this moment, probably favourite to win the Women's Rumble. So she's, I agree. Um, so I think they've done a pretty good job so far with um, her main roster stuff. So like... Mm. Um, Obviously I mean, she's, she's undefeated at the moment. Yes, so. exactly. So she's undefeated. I think um, there was for a long time last year when she was lumped in four-way matches for the championship in NXT. I, mm. I was convinced that um, oh, this is their way of keeping her undefeated, but losing the title at the same time. So she, technically, yeah. she wouldn't be pinned, and someone else would get pinned and lose the title, etc. But um, yeah. so I think I. I think she's favourite to win this, but I, you know, they will if she is eliminated. Obviously, they'll just carry on with the fact she's undefeated because it's not like she was pinned or submitted or anything. So yeah, exactly. Um, but I think she's probably favourite just because of the mega push she's received, um, and she's like a genuine fucking ass kicker. Like she's um, oh, she's so awesome. Yeah. I really wish that I saw her during download, but I didn't know about her at the time, so yeah. I lost out. <laughs> well, I, I see, um, I'm, I'm lucky to see her a few times live now, but like, yeah, she's fucking great in the ring. Like, just so like leagues above anyone else in that roster at the moment. So, yeah. Right. Well, next up we've got the Riot Squad. So Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan. What 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 do you think of the Riot Squad? Because personally, they were they they came to SmackDown. I think it was pretty much the same week as. Page returned and formed Absolution. Yeah, so that, I feel like it was a bit weird. <laughs> I think it did put a downer on Page's res- return a little bit. Um, Do you not was... think it was the other way round? Like, I feel like Riot Squad didn't get as much of a push because of Page returning well, and I, forming Absolution. Yeah, I think it's a, a combination of both those things, really. But um, I, th- I think I would have taken Riot Squad a bit more seriously if it was like maybe a few weeks before. I think it's the fact they brought up three women at the same time on both sides of the yeah. roster like it just it just feels like copy and paste a bit but um it's yeah i think i'm i to be honest because it's they kind of came in at the end of last year and it, when i watched didn't watch much wrestling um i haven't seen them wrestle much at all i saw them wrestle this past week on smackdown it was like a six women tag match yeah and um uh i, I this is my lump with wwe is with the women's division in particular rather than booking singles matches they just lump all the women in one match rather than than giving them multiple matches on the card Um, so the match I saw last week it was I thought it was pretty boring but um, so I don't think I got to see the Riot Squad in its full potential I did did like Ruby Riot in NXT I don't think she kind of reached her potential there in NXT before she was called up Um, feels a bit early Liv Morgan's been in NXT for a long time so I think it's the right time for her to kind of be on the main roster now so um mm-hmm. uh I, I like what Liv's doing I'm glad she's got they kind of given her a sing, singles ish thing at the moment yeah but, yeah again she's part of a faction um Sarah Logan I've seen very little of uh I know she's um involved in it was like she former UFC what was that Sonia I'm thinking of I think it's Sonia yeah so oh, like, yeah okay. no, Sonia Deville is, is yeah. her, she has an MMA background so yeah so I haven't seen much of Sarah at all I, I, I don't even think she's been in NXT that long so this is very very new for her I think so yeah. I'd like to see more of her I don't I don't think she's favourite to win at this stage anyway well my other pick uh, besides Oscar and maybe with the exception of Becky Lynch who we'll talk about in a bit my other pick to win the women's rumble is Sasha Banks Sasha. I 
I love Sasha Banks. Yeah. She. Yeah. I. I. Yeah. What. What. What do you think? Because I'm a little I, bit of a loss for words. I think Sasha's probably their one of their biggest draws in the women's division. I think she's really good wrestler. Um, she's such a badass. Yeah, she's sick. Um, she put on. I think my match of the year a couple of years ago when at NXT Takeover uh, Brooklyn or whatever it was. Was that um, the one against Bailey? Yeah, that's like one of the best. I think it's the best women's match of all time. Um, right. Fucking amazing. And um, uh, she had a good run as champion last year. A bit of a kind of stop-start push though because she dropped the title and then won it and then dropped it and then won it again yeah um, that was a great feud with Charlotte though I think she's arguably yeah probably their biggest star in that division I think Sasha could win it yeah she'd be in the top five definitely but um, absolutely along uh, along along with the next person on the list which is Nia Jax yeah so Nia hasn't won any championships yet um, no and again she's been victim of that stop start push where you think I thought she was going to win it in that. F- I think there was a women's four-way, five-way match at a pay-per-view a few months back. Right. On, um, I can't remember which one now, but I thought she was going to win that. And the way they were booking it, and I don't know. But then she like drops off and does this stupid shit with like Enzo, and then like it's just you can't. Well, yeah, know. I mean, well, that won't be happening anymore. No, you great, know, great so. news, fantastic news. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I I would like her to win it. I think she it would be an amazing push for her to win the rumble and i think now will be the right time because yeah i think i think it's the right thing to do at this point absolutely uh next up is bailey now i have a horrible feeling that bailey won't do well in the rumble match i don't know why but i just feel like in with this personalities being so strong you've got to have the people in the match every now and again that don't last very long in the rumble match at all and i get this horrible i really don't want it to happen but i get this horrible feeling that bailey won't last long in the rumble um it wouldn't surprise me to be honest if she was eliminated quite quickly um mm. i i i guess what they tried to do with bailey is tell this underdog story um yeah so much like daniel bryan yeah so what they would um i think how to deliberately get that backing is to deliberately eliminate her quickly but um yeah. i i don't know um really like bailey i think she's been treated poorly since uh, turning up on the main roster um in nxt she was phenomenal she was great when she first turned up on the main roster but then it's it just i don't know it was little things like she lost really quickly and i just don't think they saw much in her on the main roster no. but um again I, w- I would like her to be in that final four but I don't know if she will. So yeah, yeah. I won't be holding my breath. No. What, what about Naomi? I don't know really. I haven't seen Naomi do uh, you know much wrestling to be honest. So I I don't know much about her to be honest. I think she's one of the most athletic women they've got. Um, she's mm. like got a. I think before wrestling, she was involved in dance and and something like that. But yeah. um, I think uh, I really liked Naomi last year. I thought she did a really good job when she. Um, she won the title at Wrestlemania I think yeah uh, that's right yeah um, yeah that was a surprise for me I thought this was going to be a bit naff she was very she, she'd she been around for ages but never really had been put in that spotlight of championship material and she won last year and she carried it really well and um, uh, yeah she was a surprise for me I don't know if she win the Rumble but um, she might be in that final few I reckon yeah well someone I definitely reckon is going to be in the final few is, is Natalia I think you know she's gonna create a lot of fear within the women's division with the rumble matchup. 
Yeah, uh, I'm glad Natalia's like finally kind of uh, been in that top spot the past few months and stuff. So um, yeah, uh, it's a shame her title reign wasn't as long as it could have been, um, like a few months back. Um, because she's always been, she's like the veteran now of the women's division. She was there in that horrible phase of like the divas era, and mm. uh, and all that. Like it was just a really hard time for any women to get over on the main roster. And she's been helping the women train as well, like behind the scenes. And she's basically that vet who never really got her. It's like an yeah. unsung hero essentially. But um, yeah, I'm glad she got her run last year. I wish it was longer and kind of a bit more interesting. But um, I think she'll. I think because she's the, one of the stronger heels on SmackDown, she might be in those final few. Who knows? Yeah, I definitely but, think so. Yeah. Someone who I don't. Th- we've already mentioned these two um, through Paige, but Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. I assume at this point that Paige will definitely not be in the Rumble due to no. her recent injury. Uh, you know, possibly not even being in WWE again, or at least for a little while. Mm. Um, so Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. I mean, what did you think of Absolution in general? I was quite into it. Um, I've, I, I think something I was considering last year was the fact that um, there's not many women's factions anymore, and then we had two in women one week that um, when Paige yeah. turned up. But like, um, and I, now we've I, got Sasha Banks and Bailey and Mickey James. Yeah, who exactly. we'll get on to next. <laughs> but I thought I thought it was really cool. Uh, I I quite like I really like Paige. I think she's um, one of the biggest draws in the division. It's just a shame that she's not been there for a couple of years now not only because of injuries not only because of like personal problems and stuff mm-hmm. but it was really nice to see her back and I, I really like I, I'm, I'm I think she's really brave for sticking around at this point um, yeah. and continuing to push this faction even though she can't compete anymore um, so yeah fair fucks to her but like um, Sonya Deville Mandy Rose I think Sonya she, I saw her first in Tough Enough a couple of years ago. She was involved in that competition. Oh, okay. And uh, and I'm glad that she got a contract off the back of it. She was quite eliminated, eliminated quite early, I think. So I'm glad right. they saw something in her. Mandy Rose, I think they're trying to make her the new Trish Stratus because um, she's, I guess, she's got the look that they want. And right. And she seems to be physically pretty good as well in the ring. Um, again, she was fairly new to NXT before she got the call up to the main roster so I haven't wow, seen okay so it's quite a fast progression yeah same with Sonya like I was saying that Sonya's been there for about a little about a year or so now but um mm. they didn't do much with Sonya but um yeah um I don't know where to, I'll see these I think maybe you'll see one of these guys in the final few maybe maybe I I, I would say Sonya more than Mandy I think yeah I'd agree um well I, I suppose maybe even with Paige being out of the equation for a while, there could possibly be a new storyline between, maybe a new feud between Sonya and Mandy. Maybe this could be the end of Absolution yeah. fairly early on. It's a possibility. It, um, yeah. so, someone who's been around a lot longer than both of them, but is still awesome, uh, Mickey James. Yeah, amazing. Uh, I, I wouldn't have expected her to have this great resurgence um, in a career. Um, yeah, I've, I really like Mickey. She's like, I think she's the one of the best talkers in the whole women's oh, division. Absolutely. When she like cuts her a, feud with Alexa Bliss. Yeah, I amazing. don't know if you got. I, I don't know if you're watching at that point, mm. but I loved that feud. Yeah, I thought um, this is it. Them two back and forth have they're the strongest talkers of the division. So um, 
that feud was I was really invested just from the promos alone on that um, Mickey's uh, yeah she's great I really like Mickey I would like to um, I would like to see her in the final few but I don't think she will be sadly no no. What I, I don't know, I can't really say anything about uh, Tamina Snooker because I've never actually seen her in action. Um, I, uh, I know that's probably like I'm still the newbie. No, here. No, no. Obviously, I understand. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming relation to Jimmy Snooker. Yeah, so she's daughter of Jimmy Snooker. Um, right. Okay. She's been around for a little while now. Um, they've done fuck all of her, and she's a bit characterless, sadly. But um, I think she's all right. She can she can be like a badass, like heavy. Um, like, like a heavy like for like a bodyguard for someone. Like she did that yeah. with AJ Lee back in 2012, I think. Right. Okay. Um, and it was great, and she was fine with it. And but she's just a bit characterless, really. I, I don't think I don't can't see her progressing at all in this Rumble or anything. Right. Okay. What about uh, we haven't seen her properly competing in a while. What about Lana? Uh, I Lana's over as fuck, but she's a shit wrestler. Like she's just bad. Um, <laughs> um, she's very well. This is it. She's been wrestling a couple of years, but she's just not. I don't think she's got it. Sadly, um, I think it's. I'm glad they gave her the shot to be a singles competitor outside of yeah. being with Rusev. But I, I can't see her winning this at all. She, she's no, no, no. no. It, won't, it won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> no. What what about Carmella? I love Carmella. Um Do you? I think she's fucking fantastic. Um I I would like to see it. Well she's money in the bank holder, so she won't win it. But um Yeah, I I really like Carmella. I think like she's got so much like personality that they haven't really capitalised on. Um I guess you could say they are because she's the women's money in the bank, so at some point they will. But um, mm. she, I think do she's think, great. Do you think she'll cash in Seth Rollins start at WrestleMania, perhaps? Maybe. She has held it for a long time now, and I yeah, guess she's I mean, got. When does it expire? It must expire fairly soon. It's June. It expires, I think. So, right. like, by it's for the next pay per view, it expires pretty much. So, right. yeah. Oh well, we uh, so maybe won't win the Rumble, but maybe may have a, a time of glory at last at WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I hope so. Um, It'll be interesting. Who's Sma- is Charlotte? Who's SmackDown Women's Champion? Charlotte is SmackDown at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So whoever wins the Rumble, maybe she'll cash in on that if they win. So, I don't know. So I understand that because Charlotte's the champion, um, she won't be competing in the Rumble matchup. No. So Charlotte and uh, Alexa Bliss won't be competing because they're both the right. Women's Champions. So one of my favourites earlier, as I, as I think I mentioned to to win the Rumble, um, is Becky Lynch. I think mm. she has a real shot. I, I personally love Becky Lynch. What What do you think of her? It's part of that that huge divas revolution. Uh, I yeah, I really like Becky. Um, I've, again, she's one of those people who was brought in for that divas revolution angle a few years ago, and um, she was for me one of the biggest stars in NXT. Um, yeah, I, I think she could be a strong contender to win it, but I don't know if there's much in terms of storyline, her versus Charlotte. Yeah. Um, I guess you could say, oh, well, they came up together at the same time, literally the same night. Uh, but Well, yeah, I suppose. You but, know, Sasha and Charlotte had that storyline, so... But she, I guess they they headlined uh, WrestleMania a couple of years ago, didn't... Well, not headlined, but, like, the women's match a couple of years ago at WrestleMania was Charlotte... Sasha Becky and, and Becky Sasha Lynch, Lynch. Yeah. yeah that's when Charlotte won the title but um yeah no no she retained it uh but yeah yeah I don't I don't know I don't think they'd do that again sadly so I don't think Becky would be really there to win it but I, she's one of my faves at the moment 
absolutely what, mm. what about uh, we've got a couple more to go through because I realise we're running on for time a little bit here so we'll talk briefly about the <laughs> the, the, the men's uh, I don't think we'll go through all the men's superstars no because I feel like the important thing this year was to talk about the women's rumble but yeah. we'll go uh, let, let's talk about the last couple of uh, women uh, for the women's rumble match mm. um, Alicia Fox are you fussed about her no I'm, I'm not into her really no, like, I think me, she's me yeah she's pretty over with production I think but not like anyone else so yeah yeah I've only ever seen her just tap out into the bank statement so but she does that a lot I think now yeah (laughs) yeah does that a hell of a lot um and then finally uh the person who I think will fall victim to uh the Santino Morella syndrome of being eliminated quite quickly is Dana Brooke yeah she's got this like new Titus Worldwide thing going on so I think she'll be eliminated pretty quickly because she's yeah. kind of more I, I guess com- I wouldn't say comedic role in that but she's like e- yeah e- she looks stupid so they'll eliminate yeah. her quickly and yeah. uh, didn't didn't they like break the record when they put her up against Oscar didn't they break the record for fastest submission uh, or something yeah, ridiculous yeah, like that yeah a mu- few months back wasn't it yeah that's right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no she won't <laughs> I, thought, I, I mean I thought it was jokes and I don't think she'll do well mm. in the rumble at all her entrance I'm not, music. I'm not keen on that. Yeah, her entrance music is sick though. But apart from that, she's pretty dull. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I suppose we can make a couple of predictions for the for the women's rumble. Um, you know, you're certainly going to see some of the women from NXT on there. Maybe like two or three. Mm. Uh, if if I had to put any bets on anything, I reckon you're going to see Ember Moon. Um, yeah, 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 probably. Um, I reckon you could also see Peyton Royce in the rumble, perhaps. I'd I mean, love those that. are probably yeah. I would, I would personally love that as well. Yeah. Um, in terms of like, uh, you know, legends or not as active uh, superstars as they were, you know, a couple of years ago, you probably, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw both of the Bella twins in the Rumble. Yeah, um, I think that's possible. Um, I don't know what their deal is at the moment because I know, um, uh, I think Brie wants to come back to wrestling. But, um, well, she's she's no longer pregnant. She's no. become a mother now. So, and no. I suppose maybe the time is right for her to come back. Yeah. So I think maybe we'll see her turn up the rumble. Maybe stay on full time again. I don't know. Maybe not full time, yeah. but yeah, uh, that's probably that could well happen. Um, Nikki, uh, it, why did she? I know she had a neck injury and there was some other problems. But. Yeah, but that was pre SummerSlam. 2016 so yeah unless she her injury flared up again but I'm no. not sure I don't know where she's been I think I know she did like Dancing with the Stars or something I think they're doing other career yeah. stuff so I and don't know if to- we'll see to- her. Total Bellas as well so yeah. Um, um, yeah maybe other predictions I've got maybe like four here of uh, of legends and people that you might not expect to see I I don't know whether this would work, but putting Stephanie McMahon in the Rumble, <laughs> yeah, I never that, really that thought that would be jokes. Yeah, that would, would be really jokes. Uh, I think, yeah, I think you can. Uh, you could probably do that. I reckon you could probably get Stephanie in there. That'd be funny as fuck. Um, judging judging from the huge pop that she got at Raw twenty five. I'm gonna guess that Trish Stratus will be in the Rumble. I uh, there's been a lot of rumor about Trish returning to wrestling to just like for another match or something. I would I would yeah. fu- I would love it. Um, I, w- I would go. I would lose my shit if Trish yeah. was in the Rumble. I've, I think there's a strong chance she could be there. Um, I think we'll also likely see Lita maybe because yeah, she's absolutely. still she still works with the company. So yeah, and she's athletically be fine. Maybe yeah. because she went to the Hall of Fame last year. Maybe Beth Phoenix as well. 
Ooh, maybe. Uh... Maybe. I'm not sure what her situation is, but do you remember when she went into the Rumble and eliminated the great Carly by kissing him? Yeah, I remember that, 2010, yeah. That was that was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I, yeah, I would like to see Beth there. I, I think she was, one of the again, one of the big stars in that Divas era, like mm. 2012. She was pretty big. So, like, I would like to see her there, yeah, definitely. Well... I think that's all my... Do you, do you have any predictions? Any other predictions for surprise entrance? No, not off the top of my head, mate. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'd, um, I would love to see, like, something really left field, like AJ Lee turn up or something like that. That'd be fucking oh, cool. Oh, man, I didn't even think about AJ I'd, Lee. She, she, pro- she probably won't. Um, no. I, I like well, she's married, to, she's married to Punk, right? So yeah. I'd imagine that would have some sort of, you know... There would be some sort of conflict in that. Yeah, props, yeah. I think, yeah. you know, she's done with wrestling, I think, now, but yeah. I think so. Um, so, moving on to the men's rumble, we won't go as in-depth on this. I'll probably just run through the list and we'll talk about who uh, will predict to do well, do not so well, and mm. any uh, predictions for surprise entrance. So, the list that we've got for the men's rumble so far, I'll just run through these. John Cena, Shinsuke Nakamura, Randy Orton, Finn Balor, Elias, Baron Corbin, Rusev, Aiden English, Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt, Titus O'Neil, Apollo Crews, Ty Dillinger, and The New Day. That's a pretty good lineup, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's so pretty far. solid. Yeah, yeah, like, um, uh, I think, yeah, out of that, it's pretty big. There's still a lot of, obviously, room for, like, surprise entrance and stuff. But, um, yeah. Uh, I've, I, I think probably favourite to win um, at the moment is possibly. Shinsuke Nakamura but absolutely I was hoping um, you'd say that because I would love to see Nakamura and possibly if he retains the title on Sunday AJ Styles at Wrestlemania that is a dream match that would be yeah that would be a dream match because I think they had that Wrestle Kingdom in New Japan Pro Wrestling a few years ago and that was like an absolute barn burner like it was amazing Um, but um, they have yet to really tease them to in on WWE TV minus their kind of involvement in that Money in the Bank match last year or was it TLC mm. TLC sorry I think maybe uh, was it yeah it was yeah um, <laughs> and but like uh, so yeah I think that's a match everyone wants but giving what happened on uh, I guess Sunday uh, Monday sorry on Raw 25 um, I reckon it's probably a strong chance Roman's just going to win the Rumble <laughs> Right. But he's 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 main evented WrestleMania what like four times in a row now something I, ridiculous like that. It, I reckon it'll be five. I reckon it'll be five in a row now. Um, oh. I think what they're setting up is Brock versus um, Roman again for the championship this time. Um, what? So the same as WrestleMania thirty? Yeah, without well, 30, Seth Rollins cashing him. Oh, yeah. thirty one. Yeah. 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 So I think I think they're going to essentially do that again because. Um, they they need to put like a major star of Roman, especially when they're trying to build him up as like the next guy. Um, and it'll probably be Brock. Brock, sorry. Um, so yeah. you think that Brock will win the Universal Championship match? I've, yeah, I think Brock will retain that. I, I would love fucking Braun to win that. Um, I think Kane so has much. no chance. No. I think Kane's got a chance of entering the Rumble because that's his territory. He's holds the record for Rumble yeah. matches besides Shawn Michaels, I think. So yeah, I, I would love to see Kane in there. Um, I think what they're going to do is if they yeah, Kane's. I think basically Kane's on his last run now. So basically, what they're yeah. doing at the moment is giving him a title, like a world title match. Um, I don't know. I think they're just, they're just kind of, as a sign of respect, they're giving him these spots as his last run. Mm. But um, 
I can't again I can't see him anywhere beyond this really sadly no. so it's either going to be Braun or Brock but I I don't think they'll pull the trigger with Braun um immediately what I wouldn't wouldn't what might be interesting is Braun um well losing his match and then entering the rumble might be interesting but um, I'd love to see that because he I killed think, it at the rumble last year yeah Braun in the rumble environment is just fucking great I love that but um yeah it's it's a, it's a tough one to call this year so I think Shinsuke yeah. is popular with the Smackdown side of things but with with Raw um I don't know um if there was a Raw winner it's probably going to be Roman at this point that's what sucks really yeah unfortunately so Um, I have a few uh, predictions I have one gripe can we have no commentators entering the Rumble this year because there was that one year a few years ago where Booker T and Jerry the King Lawler and Michael Cole all entered the Rumble and it was ridiculous and I I know it's for comedic comedic (laughs) effect but I just want to see like a good show as opposed to them just dying on their ass. <laughs> um, uh, I, I thought it was funny at the time. Um, yeah. But, um, was it, was it, I don't know if it was Booker or JBL at the time, but um, it was, I, I think how they set it up is none of them knew about it. So it's just fucking funny as fuck. But yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. So um, I'd also like to see Shane O'Mac in the Rumble. I would love to see Daniel Bryan. If if they clear him to do it, the rumor mill was going crazy about Daniel Bryan. At well, the moment. There, there's there's so much build up between a feud between Shane and Daniel that I could see that if it's not at the Rumble, then they'll almost certainly do something at WrestleMania. This is the issue, though. Is Daniel's just not clear to compete anymore. But like, right. The thing is, um, I, I can't remember who reported this um, last week, but that so the Daniel Bryan's odds with the bookmakers to win the rumble were like something like 40 to 1 because it just wasn't going to happen right, and, then, okay. um, and in the past week it's gone from 40 to 1 to like 4 to 1 and yeah. so now people are saying somebody knows something um, what what could be happening here so I don't I really don't see it happening after um, all these like problems with getting him cleared and him having to retire early I don't I can't see him them just suddenly changing their mind on that and bringing him back but no. like but the odds are suggesting that someone backstage just knows something and now the bookmakers have caught on so I don't know um, we could well see Daniel Bryan in the Rumble who knows um, but like yeah for, I, I think that's so that, I don't think that will happen but yeah no. there's it's, a lot of rumours going about about it at the moment uh, yeah I mean it'll be amazing if it happens yeah and I'd per- love it from NXT, I mean, you're going to get a couple of entrants. I personally think, as you were saying earlier, Alistair Black, I'd oh, love to yeah. see him in the Rumble. Um, and Adam Cole, I think, will probably be in there as well. I would like to think so. I know they at least do one NXT star usually per Rumble. They, yeah, they, um, is, there a, is there a takeover this Saturday? There is. So there's a takeover this Saturday. I don't even know the card. That's how far behind I am on NXT. Yeah, no, see, I don't pay as much attention to NXT as I'd like to, so... I always know NXT pay-per-views are usually better than the ones the following night on the Sunday with the main Mm. roster, so I'm going to be watching that anyway, and I know it'll probably blow the rumble out the water, probably, but... (laughs) yeah. Well, um, my last last note for a prediction, after him appearing, making a... I thought his appearance was brilliant on Raw 25, especially the bit between him and Elias... I would love to see Chris Jericho in the Rumble. And so would I. I don't, know, I don't know how possible that's going to be because obviously he's with NJPW now. So, mm. um, um, 
Possibly. Um, it could I, it's quite weird. It's quite a loose relationship there between New Japan and WWE with Chris Jericho. Mm. Um, I know Jericho's got a program coming up with Naito in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, right, okay. So I don't know <laughs> if he's in the Rumble. He won't win it, obviously. But um, no. I saw a brilliant. I'll, I'll I'll end on this. I saw a brilliant YouTube. You know they do those YouTube predictions, like really shitty made produ- uh, prediction videos for the Rumble. Yeah. I saw something brilliant which said that Chris Jericho would enter the enter the Rumble, and then straight after him, Kenny Omega would enter the Rumble <laughs> as a surprise entrant. No, and I, I saw that, no. and I was like, I mean, that's not going to happen. No, Kenny's it, just signed it a new deal. Wonderful. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I I think. I think Kenny and WWE will happen one day. Um, I yeah. I know he's just signed a new deal with New Japan for like a year, so I, I don't mm. think that will happen. Um, no, no, not anytime immediately soon, but um, one day. But that's just fantasy booking. Whoever came up with that, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. No, yeah. I think uh, I think unfortunately it will be Roman Reigns that that wins the Rumble. Yeah, I've, sadly, okay. I, I think the thing is the past few years we've had really bad. Um, Royal Rumbles I think um, I would like to see a great one again um, they've really yeah. fluffed the booking of the past few years so um, the thing is if they do it with Roman it's just gonna I don't think it's gonna they're gonna have a good rumble um, it might be amazing to that point but the thing is it, everyone's just so sour with the winner usually um, mm. so the past few years who, who won last year so it was um, uh, Randy, Randy Orton. Orton pretty boring um, year before we had like John. was it John Cena the year before I think um, it might have been. Yeah, the year before that was like, uh, fuck knows, but like, yeah. Oh, R- um, Roman Reigns. Um, and Again. then like, yeah, and then the year before that was like, fucking Seamus. It was like Seamus or something silly. Yeah, like, that's twenty. No, twenty twelve. That was. But anyway, like the point is like Royal Rumbles is my favorite show of the year and my favorite match of the year, but it's usually um boring <laughs> like, so I'd say our, our high hopes are probably higher for the women's rumble at this point yeah I think the women's rumble could really steal the show if if, it, um, if it's done right so yeah I'm really excited for that one so there you go that's everything you need to know about WWE just about everything from myself and Callan there thank you so much to Cal uh, for coming on Bitch and Brew and having a lovely chat uh, do apologise for the, the sound quality it did get a little bit sort of crackly I think the programme that I used to re- uh, to edit these podcasts is finally going to the great hard drive in the sky so uh, may have to figure out some way to prevent future podcasts from sounding so shitty so thank you for your patience with sticking through with that um like i said at the beginning of the podcast callan does occasionally appear on the just an insight podcast uh, to give his uh, opinions on wwe pay-per-views so make sure you go and check out just an insight it's a great music movies and wrestling podcast three of my favorite things personally i'm sure three of your favorite things have you listened this far and uh, I know we were looking to get Tim, the main host from Just an Insight, on the podcast. Hopefully, within the next uh, within the next couple of months. So hopefully, we can make that happen. Seeing as we're both uh, South Coast podcasters, um, should also mention as well, Cal's band Weather State, as you heard at the beginning of the show as well. That track that you heard is called Sympathy. That came out last year. It's available now digitally uh, through our good friends at Failure by Design Records. And uh, seeing as it's uh, 
if you're listening on the weekend that's come out, it's probably payday weekend for you. So why don't you go on to the Failure by Design store and pick up Weather State's two EPs as well? They've got two great EPs out. Um, I believe the second EP, Dumbstruck, which just turned two years old, is still available on the store in like a really lovely red splatter vinyl. I'm going to pick one up myself uh, for payday. So I recommend you do the same while stocks last. Uh, the link for that, as ever, will be in the description. Um, speaking of Failure by Design Records, I can probably tell you about the next episode of Bitch and Brew because just this last weekend gone, I went up to London for Failure by Design's fourth birthday slash showcase uh, shindig that they did up at the Shacklewell Arms in Dalston. It was an amazing day out, um, loads of great bands. And I decided to team up with the record label. They very kindly invited me uh, to come and record a roundtable podcast with some of their artists. So next episode of Bitch and Brew, you're going to hear me chatting an uh, uh, an awful lot of shit, but some also some some cool shit all the same uh, with members from I Told You I'd Eat You, Guillotine, Lightcliff. Weather State again, Cal will be back for the second podcast running. And the band that you, I'm going to play you out with for this episode, a uh, band who are visiting over from Canada, uh, recently signed to Failure by Design called Heavy Hearts. Now, the song I'm about to play is from their incredible EP on a chain. I believe we talked about it on the Albums of the Year special um, just towards the end of last year, obviously. Um, but this is a, this is just a huge track, and I really wanted to play it to kind of give you, uh, give you a little sneak peek into just how great this band are, and for you to come back next time and tune in to bitch and brew podcast i've been danny randon you can hear me on all the usual platforms apple podcast soundcloud acast go and follow me on facebook follow me on twitter follow me on instagram all the links in the description i'm gonna stop waffling i'm just gonna let heavy hearts play us out with no heaven Nothing